Coming to you from the weirdest city in the world, Austin, Texas. This is the Sports Buzz. With your host, Spencer Spillman. God damn it, man. I swear you guys whip on me 13 or 14 more times. I'm out of here. And his co-host, Zach Chandonet. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. And of course, the extremely unqualified producer, Ballot. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know I'm doing it really, really well. Time to sit back, crack open a cold one, and enjoy the ride. Here's your host. Oh, I almost forgot. Our favorite expert, Chad Goodall. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. Let's get this thing started. Cheers. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Sports Buzz, our podcast where we talk sports and get a buzz on. As always, that buzz is brought to you by the beautiful, the delicious, Strange Land Brewery. Beer for every occasion. Ah, oh, beer for any and all occasions. That is right. Strange Land Brewery. Uh, Dale having a little bit of trouble with uh, the beers uh, this afternoon. You Dale take, decided hey, to hey, put hey, it in the cooler hey, and keep hey, them cold. Hey, easy. And you, he you, forgot you, about them. You take a week off, and you know, next thing you know, you don't know how to open a beer. So glad glad to have you back, Dale. Yeah, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. Uh, I'm your host, Spencer Spillman. He's more of a Smirnoff guy now. So <laughs> Yeah. Got my co-host, co-host, Mr. Chad Goodall. How we doing? Doing well, sir. Doing well. And our producer, Ballad Pressing Buttons. Howdy, fellas. Thanks for hosting us in your crib. It's a pleasure to host podcast. Today is As September twenty fifth. Always coming to you from Austin, Texas, um, and our most trusty uh, guy is in studio, Domingo the Flamingo. Uh, so thanks for showing up, and uh, you know we'll get into a little Lana update in show business. Um, but first, uh, this is our pro show. If you're listening, you are listening on SoundCloud and iTunes. Please follow us. Give us some subscriptions, five-star reviews on iTunes, um, and share out every single episode with your friends. Tell us how we're doing. Um, as I mentioned, we'll get into our show business here in just a moment. Uh, I got a few things to take care of. Oh, got him, baby. Nice. Chad's, Chad's killing bugs. Um, <laughs> but uh, as I mentioned, Strangeland Brewery, our sponsors from day one. Uh, thank you guys. The Oktoberfest, I get to drink one of those this week. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, got a party coming up, right, Ballad? They have two parties coming up. They have their Oktoberfest, they have two Oktoberfest parties coming up. Uh, one of them, I believe, is on October 12th or 13th, one of those days. And the next one is on the 27th. Uh, I don't believe you need tickets, but you can purchase them if you'd want to. Uh, Correction, October 13th is the is the big party they're going to have with the polka band. and That's the one you buy tickets for. That's the one you don't need tickets for. Okay. The other uh, one is the one you got to buy tickets. The other one is. That's the Meet the Founders Day, which is going to be really fun as well. But uh, this one is, uh, again, on Saturday, the 13th, October 13th. Uh, it says it starts at 6, but, again, start. you can show up whenever you want. Just tell them the guys from Sportsbook sent you. Uh, bring cash. You can, uh, you can buy beers while you're there. I'm sure they take card as well, but uh, cash is king. Everyone knows that. Um, and look for the Oktoberfest 
and all the places you know where to find it because it is on the shelves now and it is going fast and it's that time of year so time to what? time to get the vests out time to time to drink Oktoberfest. I'm gonna go on a limb and say that the Oktoberfest is my favorite seasonal. I'm yeah. a big fan. Um, so I'm excited about this one. Uh, I'm gonna take me a little sip as soon as we get through this intro here. Our other sponsors, Mountain Breeze Campground. They are still open. There are plenty of campsites available. The place is dead out there. It's nice and peaceful. It's quiet. Uh, go check them out. Find their website, mountainbreezecamp.com. Follow the brewery on Twitter at Strangeland Brew. Follow us at SportsBuzzTX. Let's go ahead and jump into some show business, fellas. Let's see. Well, that went away. I had the email pulled up, but I'll go back to old trusty printout. Thanks again, Ballad, for that. Lots of we prime. <laughs> um, so first piece of show business is everybody here. Uh, everyone wanted to be here. That's um, true. We got three people here. Uh, coach out for family personal reasons. Uh, we wish him the best. Wish his family the best, of course. And uh, look forward to, to having him next week. Absolutely. Yep. yep. All uh, all the best for coach. Uh, but hey, you know, I, I got to say first, I'm, I'm surprised to see you two smokes here. You know, you guys, you guys couldn't be here last week. You know, daily you retired, which you know I get it. It happens. Uh, it happens. Chad, you you gave no excuse. You just you just were not here. Uh, uh, yep. No excuse on my end. I know. I just, I don't even ask for excuses anymore. You guys just you show up willy nilly. You know, I, I come here, I come there, I I come whenever I feel like it. Blah blah blah. Uh, glad to have you. You know, it's it's nice, but uh, a little consistency in my life, you know, would would be nice. I'm, I'm you know. Well, we got we got consistency. Uh, an episode gets recorded every week. That's right. That that means we're on episode one hundred. One hundred. Hey, oh. we got here real quick. Yeah, uh, guys, can you believe it? Real quick. It doesn't feel like it's been a hundred uh, times I've had to see you guys. It's been real quick. Real quick. Real quick. Feels like we're just. I've only been here half zero. the time though, so it really doesn't feel like long for me. So. I still remember uh, episode. And the show's zero. on the downhill, <laughs> no doubt about it. Since you joined, but I mean, you remember episode zero recording off a computer? Yeah, we didn't even no have mic. microphones. <laughs> the uh, show has grown a lot since uh, we we moved studios. We used to do this in my room, right? We'd have to uh, yep. crowd around my desk on a tiny little desk, which we were still crowded around, but just there's another table on top of it. I don't know if you guys know that or not. I've sacrificed my desk for this podcast. Yeah, yeah more. Um, our table shrunk too. Our, our table did shrink. Well, it was real. It was it was real small, and then it was real big, and then we made it just right. Kind of, you know, it's kind of like the the porridge and the the Goldilocks. That's true. This is the just right table. <laughs> Whatever you say, man. Yeah, it feels like yesterday we we're at episode zero, zero to a hundred. Hundred, hundred weeks of doing this together. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, not bad. Can't believe we lasted this long. And how how long? How many episodes or how many weeks have we missed? Just once, one. right? Just yeah, one. just one. Yeah, it's pretty good. Not bad at all. Um, Which means, by the way, episode 104 will be officially two years. Are we that close? Yeah. So, because you record... An no, 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 no. It's not right. Yeah. 52 times 2 is 104. But that's not the date we started. Yeah, but it pretty much is. You sure? Yeah. Okay. We'll take your word it will for be, it. It'll be sometime in October. It'll be uh, the, the last week of October. That That's pretty much when we started. All right. I'll take your word for it. I don't know. Count's not here. You know, I'm just trying to do, yeah. trying to do math. It's uh, way above my head. Yeah, Add way the one, carry the four. Way over my head, man. Way over my head. Uh, what else we got in show business, Bell? Well, in the spirit of our show, you know, we have a lot of rules that we that we cover here. And last week, I tr- you know, 
I, I, I listened to the, the episodes while I was out of town, and you guys teased that you were going to bring up some new rules and vote on them while I was out. <laughs> Which uh, coach? Let me know you guys failed to do, which was no surprise. Yeah, no surprise. I, I knew, I knew you guys couldn't, couldn't figure out how to do that. You, we you only guys... had one episode. Where we had all three of us show Bell, up. It was lucky that we had episodes posted. That's true. Yeah. Let no. alone us trying to all coordinate getting rules done. No, I know. I, I expect very little from you guys all the time, especially when I'm not here. Thanks, but, man. Um, it means a lot. I, I was telling coach that we uh, we haven't had place. a new rule in a long time, so I want to propose one. Uh, I want to I want to uh, vote on what I'm calling the expert rule. Uh, listening to the podcast for the first time, I was a new listener for about three weeks. I'm, I'm no longer a listener, but you know, I was a listener for a while. <laughs> I was wondering why why all of our uh, our data spiked. Yeah, for our listens, so. big data spike. <laughs> um, we overuse the word expert a lot, and I'm guilty of it too. We were all using the e word way more than we should, and it's it's starting to lose its luster. Uh, Chad was the original expert, if, if we all do recall, and now we've just kind of given that name to anybody who comes on the show to talk about anything, and it even bleeds over when we're talking about articles we're reading. So I want to ban the word expert the same way we've banned the Z word. Okay. Uh, force us to use some some different vocabularies. Um, kind of expand the way we describe people that are uh well knowledge in different well, specific. Topics. I know you got a big bookcase out there. You got a thesaurus that I can borrow. I do not. I oh. uh, I got rid of my thesaurus when I moved. Got rid <laughs> Damn of it. it. Bummer. I had to get rid of it. But uh, we have the internet here, um, and I, I think this will be fun. Uh, we've kind of gotten good at our rules now, to where we're not breaking them as much. So this should be one that should be. Uh, we'll screw it up right away. I'm sure we will, which will make the show a lot of fun. What's gonna happen is, is every time he introduces. Me every once in a while, he's gonna drop the e word. Mm-hmm. Well, I was gonna say that Chad is the only person we can refer to as expert because he was the original expert. That's part of my rule, and it is in the intro, of course. So I think it's only fitting that if you make a rule where you can't say expert, you have to come up with a name for me. That's true. We will. Uh, we will come up with the name. We'll so, so you got to you got to ponder it to where at least I have a name on the show, rather because it's Ballad Coach Dale, and I'm the only one that goes by my like official name right i know it's part of your it's, it's part of your podcast bloodship you know you have to you have to, have to serve earn it, you. I guess, right you, you, gotta, you gotta earn your name your way into the intro and now you gotta you gotta earn your way into a nickname um i don't want to give up a nickname on the fly because i want to think about yeah, it we gotta ponder so we'll this. table but, but, that one but table that one i'm good with the expert vote yep um right. i think that's that's easy enough boom it's it's official it's official then all no right word, no. are we are we gonna bring it to bring it to the yep, table? i'll bring it to the vote please yeah. Uh, I vote the the yeah the, is it the yays the yays the eyes the eyes uh, vote I for the the rule uh, I I second that okay very yeah. good motion passes easy yeah easy see enough. guys it's easy you know you just whoever thought you could bring politics into a sports podcast I don't no. know we find a way yeah we find a way <laughs> uh next on show business uh coach had a big announcement. Sweet. That, Ooh. Uh, that he told me about last week. What's the announcement? Uh, that I would love to share with you guys. But Can you not tell us? I'd love to hear it. It's Coach's announcement. So, uh, oh. Another thing we're going to table to next week. Uh, do you guys want to guess? Can you give Too us- bad because we don't have enough time for that. We have a jam-packed show. And why I was don't hoping we- you'd give us a realm of what it could be. But no, he would never do that. What has to do with Coach and our podcast, and I can't tell you till next week. That's eh. that's pretty much the uh, the most I can tell you. That is a bummer. Uh, uh, listeners, I know you'd love to know now. If you if you tweet me, uh, I will tell you the same thing I just told them. So don't even bother. <laughs> uh, next your, piece of show business. Your Twitter's gonna blow up. 
Uh, we we found one game that we were able to stream this uh, tonight, and unfortunately, it was baseball. Uh, hockey's still in preseason. Action starts fairly soon. Can't wait. And uh, Ballad said, well, all we got is the Yankees and the Tampa Bay Rays. And over-under is eight, and the Yankees were favored like minus 157. So I was like, eh, no fun betting that one there. I was like, let's take the over. We haven't done an over-baseball game in a while. Well, uh, the Yanks, in the third inning, went ahead and put up a seven spot. And uh, Tampa followed that with a two spot. So we've already hit the show bet tonight. I don't think we've ever had a show bet this early. Dude, before the show even started on record. I know. It's so, impressive. Um, damn, these East Coast games starting starting at 6 o'clock. Would have been great to watch this one all the way through. But sure. also feels like I've uh, had this weight lifted off our shoulders. This, these are two overs in baseball that we've hit two weeks in a row. We might have to get something uh, mid-game to see if we can we can hit something mid-game here. I'm all in. You know, don't tempt, don't tempt me with a good time. See Might as well you, parlay it up here. Yeah, see if Just you got some, some mid-games here on this one. You give a look at that. I will do that. I'll get right on that, Chief. All yeah. right, perfect. All right, so uh, time to move on. Start talking some sports. Um, my favorite segment of the show. Not football time, talk. Yeah, the not football talk. My favorite. Wow. Um, only for this week because uh, we had some exciting stuff go on in the, in the world of golf. If you guys... Uh, I thought you wanted to revisit the U.S. Open. The tennis? The tennis, yeah. No, no, we'll do that another week. Okay, good. <laughs> um, How did this guy get this much time to talk about golf? Dude, did you not see what happened? The world of golf is back. Uh, it, it's back, man. He's back. The man. The man in red on Sunday. Tiger Woods. You know, you guys were questioning whether he would ever get back and... You know, there was the arguments that he needed to win a tournament for. He's officially back. Couple of second place finishes. Um, almost won a won a couple majors this year, um, but it took all year. Came down to the final tournament of the year, and that being the Tour Championship. And Friday, Tiger went out tied for the lead, uh, shooting a little five under. The shot that he hit on eighteen was insane to go and make eagle, and then. Saturday, he came out, and I got a text message that said, Tiger's on fire, and he was three under through four. I instantly ran to a TV and started watching. I think he was six under through seven and, like, seven under through ten. Uh, it was unbelievable to watch. It was like vintage Tiger. Every shot was within 10 or 15 feet of the flag. He was draining putts with his old Scotty again. Um, man, it was electric. And then uh, Sunday, a lot of guys kind of fell off, and, and the course was playing extremely hard, and he talked about that knowing that he didn't really need to go out and shoot a crazy low score if he kept it around one under, he was going to win the tournament. And so he didn't he didn't flash or make any crazy big-time shots. But coming down 18, I don't know if you guys saw this. I know Chad did because we talked about it. But coming down 18, they opened up the, uh, the gallery and let them walk down the fairway behind Rory and Tiger. I've never seen a scene like this in a golf tournament, probably since 97 when he won his first major. Uh, there was how many Chad, 10, 10,000 people walking down the fairway. They were coming out of bushes, running through bunkers. Uh, I'm sure one or two of them swam across the lake. It was insane. There was people everywhere. You couldn't see Tiger and Rory in the middle of it. And when they zoomed out, it was insane. Um, and then Tiger just went up there, knocked his bunker shot on the green, two putted. Uh, but you could really see the emotion from him knowing the struggle he went through. And, uh, it, 
the best thing I heard was, uh, you know, Tiger moves moves the viewership needle. And uh, another person responded to that by saying, Tiger doesn't move the needle. He is the needle. So it was absolutely insane, which makes this week's Ryder Cup even that more exciting. Uh, Chad, you said you recorded this thing. What did you think? Yeah, man, I, I hate the phrase that someone's back. I mean, it, it's hard to ever be vintage form when you're getting older. It's like Tom Brady getting hurt this year, coming back next year, plays a good game, and everyone's like, he's back. Well, no. I mean, he was better when he was, you know, 29 years old. Now he's, you know, well into his 40s or well past, I guess, right at 40. So um, it's tough for him to ever get back into what he was. Um, the sad part about this entire thing, and I'm, I'm really happy for Tiger because, I mean, the dude's gone through a lot. For him to overcome that is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it literally is fucking phenomenal. For someone to go through that hardship and come out on top is, is just cool to see, right? Um, shouldn't have cheated on his wife, but him to overcome everything he's been through was, was cool. The sad part about this entire thing is that Tiger Woods is golf. And golf is really not that important without Tiger Woods. Yeah. So um, all of the young guns and stuff like that that are playing this sport, the sport's going to die until they get a new Tiger Woods. They don't have a a single guy that is transcending the sport. You look at um, you know Jack Nicklaus, all of those guys. There's only, what, three or three of them? Like uh, Gary Player, Jack Nicholas, and Arnie, and Arnold Palmer, right? Those three guys transcended the sport. Tiger took over right as what Gary Player was going out, right? Uh, their player's pretty old, and and you know I think he probably played a few tournaments with Jack and Arnie. You know, Matt, like the Masters when they're all invited, the, the Open Championship in Britain, um, but not competitively, no. So. Once Tiger took on, golf exploded, right? Tiger is going to fall back off at some point, and they need a new guy to step up. Who that's going to be, I don't know, but golf's in a really bad shape. Or It's in really bad shape. Yeah. I mean, they, uh... you, you look at how much this dude has transcended the sport of golf, and you could see it on Sunday. I mean, with the galley just following him down, everyone taking pictures. It was insane. Everyone going nuts. Um, they need a young guy to step up and, and – and start doing this yeah. or else honestly I'm going to look at golf more as a hobby than an actual sport <laughs> because it's true. Yeah. You need transcending players to progress the sport. He is one of them and has been one of them and I'm glad he did this because it just puts golf back on the map a little bit more. Until they get another guy out there it's 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 going to be the same old thing. Right. Uh breaking news tweet from Phil Mickelson. Yes. Ooh, $10 million match. This said, is hilarious. Said, I just played with Tiger today, and it's the best I've ever seen him swing the club. It is so on plane and solid. I'll be asking for a shot aside for our Thanksgiving match. I doubt I'll get it, though. Oh, yeah. I saw he talked to Patrick Reed earlier. He said, uh, hey, you know, because Reed was in the same group. He said, you think uh, one shot aside is enough right now? And Reed walked up and said, hell no. Um so, so there's a couple numbers I want to read off to you guys. Uh, it's been him. it's been over, over uh, 1,876 days since Tiger's last win. Um, another crazy, insane stat that I don't think Chad believed me when I said uh, Tiger, as of November of 2017, has moved up 1,186 spots in the world ranking and is now ranked at number 13 in the world. Well, when you're ranked as low as he was, you know that that's that's something that can happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so it was like my boy, my boy, uh, 
can't even remember, remember uh, his Jason Day. Name. Jason Day. He couldn't move that many spots because he's always in the top 20. Okay, so this is true. I'm going to discount that stat. This, that's fine. That's fine. He doesn't have a. He can't move up that many spots. Right. It's physically impossible. So yes, uh, defies all. To lines. answer your question uh, with the question mark here that that you put on our show guide, uh, Tiger is back. Yeah, I think the win definitely solidifies that in everybody else's mind. You know what? I I gotta I gotta stop you right there. You know, I'm I'm a documented not on the Tiger hype train. I'm not one to jump on the Tiger bandwagon. And I could I could say a lot of things about about Tiger Woods and what I think is going, but I think my boy Stephen A. Smith said it the best. He shot a one under yesterday. He was once five shots up, okay, and almost lost that. We got to take that into consideration. And I look at t- so first of all, St- Stephen A. is incorrect. Tiger shot one over. He's not done. Especially against Stephen A. Smith, like, we don't get him all the time. Cut him off. Stephen A. also notably came out and said he was part of the, the group of commentators they showed this video to, and he said Tiger will absolutely never win again. No way, no chance. He'll never be Tiger with his back is too ruined. He'll never even compete in a tournament. So fuck Stephen A. Smith. I don't give a shit about what he says. I'm Ooh, just saying I, 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 he says it much better than I could say. It. Yeah, oh for sure. But he's still dead wrong, and he's still trying to cover his tracks from when he said the Tiger would never even come close to competing. Here's nothing the, to like double down on a take, baby. The, yeah. The, if Tiger wins another major, I mean, this is huge for the for for golf. I mean, it really is. So, um, Tiger's back. I mean, he's playing well. No doubt about that. We're gonna find out next weekend at the Ryder Cup how well he really is playing. Yeah. Right? Do you want to do that now? You want to save it for the amateur hour since they're not getting paid? No. Let's go. All right. Okay. Um, so we talked. Give me Patrick Reed. Okay, whatever he's playing in, give me Patrick Reed. Yeah. I'm putting money on Patrick Reed the whoever, entire tournament. Whoever Patrick Reed is if playing, you don't put money on Patrick Reed. You're an idiot. I don't care what the odds are. Dude's a winner. There were some interesting groupings today. <laughs> um, Patrick Reed normally uh, dominates with uh, his partner Jordan Spieth. Those two guys played in separate groups today. Um, Furyk said it was more for. The fact that he wanted at least one person in each group or two people in each group that had played this course before. Um, so we'll see if the, if the pairings change uh, on Wednesday. But um, a little bit about the golf course, Le Golf National, Albatross course. Uh, it's going to be tough. These guys have already talked about it. It's uh, almost 7,300 yards, probably about where they'll play it. But the tough part about it is 10 out of the 18 holes are either surrounded by water uh, water on either side of the fairways or the greens are protected by water. So um, the, what is it, 15, 16, 17, and 18, uh, the closing four holes are called the Loop of Doom. So I'm Where sure is this course at? 
in uh, Paris, just outside of Paris, France. Ooh, we should um, go to this. Yeah, yeah, dude, I'm down. Um, the uh, the U.S. has not won on European soil uh, since 1993, and the U.S. has not won back-to-back Ryder Cups since '97. So a lot of stuff. <laughs> somewhere in between there. A lot of stuff uh, going against the American team, but I think this is probably the the most stacked team that they've brought to Europe uh, in at least probably 10 years. Um, And the good news for the U.S., they do not have to uh, get the normal 14.5 to win, being that they are the defending champs. They just need 14, uh, just 14 points even uh, to retain the cup. So... Little bit of help on the point side of it there. Uh you know, once Friday morning comes, it's gonna be anybody's game, you know. I, the Ryder Cup always brings out everything in these guys who play like shit all year long, so I know for sure I won't be getting a whole lot of sleep this week. Uh I'll be up at one or two o'clock in the morning, um watching all of this from start to finish uh, because it is the most exciting three days of golf that you can watch and then gives you another chance to be a little patriotic and root for the U.S. So, I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts on uh, on the Ryder Cup as a format and, you know, the whole team golf idea? Uh, I love the idea USA versus, uh, versus Europe. I think it's unfair that Europe gets to bunch together all their different countries and, and go against us. Like if we if if it like if they were gonna bunch together a whole continent, shouldn't we get to pick from people from Mexico and Canada and and uh, other South American countries if well, they want to play with us? See, they also have the Presidents Cup, which is the U.S. versus the world, so it's everybody else but Europe. So then that's when you get your Australia, Canada, Mexico, uh, Russia, stuff like that. You know what? I gotta say, I don't really like the narrative. You know, everyone trying to gang up on America. You know, obviously we're number one, and I don't understand why everyone feels like they've got to come at us. Doesn't seem uh, doesn't seem fair. So uh, I take back what I just said. I, I think I hate the Ryder Cup. <laughs> this is only the second uh, Ryder Cup to be played on actual continental Europe, though. Where is it usually played? Usually like Scotland or Ireland, somewhere over there, where they have all the old old famous courses. Yeah, Ryder Cup's fun to watch, man. I love. I'm, the thing Ballard with it is that the United States, we have so many states, it's kind of like countries. I mean, Europe's so Texas tiny. is a country. Like, Texas believes it's a country. Texas was a country. Texas was. is bigger than like four countries combined So in Europe. So, we're, I mean, we're pretty badass. Why isn't it Texas versus Europe, Europe then, huh? Why? It could be. Like, it probably well, it could be. However... Yeah. Real quick, uh, who would be the the Texas team? Who who who? George yeah. B. Spieth and Reed for sure. And Reed, sure. And then, um, you got what's uh, his face? Jonathan Jimmy, Vegas. Jimmy, Jimmy Walker. Well, Vegas is from Columbia, so he plays. Ah, who's okay. the UT guy? Uh, who, the the young guy who found his way into the, oh, uh, the Masters race that one year. Oh, um, Bo Hoss. Bo Hoss. He almost Bo won a U.S. Hossler. Open. It was a U.S. Open when he was sixteen years old. Oh, that was yeah. It. Uh, don't nitpick my golf facts, okay? I'm, no, you're I'm, doing, I'm, I'm out here trying. You're okay? doing good, man. You're doing real good. You're good. I'm impressed. Um, yeah, so there's four or five solid players right there. You got Jimmy Walker from Bernie. Couple guys. I mean, I'm sure we could find a few more. What's the What's the uh, What's the old guy that's no longer playing? But uh, 
the dude that that your dad knows. Oh, Crenshaw, yeah. yeah. Crenshaw and Kite would Big be Big Crenshaw. Crenshaw. Oh my gosh, oh, throwbacks, oh, dude. Yeah, dude. Crenshaw and Kite would be definitely some solid ones and you Little got Tom uh, Kite. Yeah. That'd be that'd be a solid all Texas team. Mm. Yeah, I like that. Back in their primes. Yeah. Little Jimmy Clay action. But yeah, that's uh I, I can't wait for the Ryder Cup. I'm looking forward to it. Good. Um, and that was golf. Yeah, that was uh, a lot of golf. So thanks, Ballad. Uh, we need to hit a break. And, we are uh, way over on time. No, no, no. We're not doing too bad. We're way over we're on right time. We're right on, actually. Bro, we're, we're way over on time. Two bro. minutes over. We're way over, dude. Well, stop saying we're way over, and let's go ahead and hit a quick break. Um, we'll make it real quick for you. Uh, be right back with some NFL talk with some more well, sports bars. Well, y'all come back now, you hear? Now, if I go zero to one, and nigga, real quick. Real quick, whole squad on that real shit. Zero to one and nigga, real quick. Real quick, real fucking quick, nigga. Zero to one and nigga, real quick. Real quick, whole squad on that real shit. Zero to one and nigga, real quick. Real quick, real fucking quick, nigga. Welcome back to the Sports Buzz. I'm your host, Dale. And uh, as I mentioned, our show bet hit, and uh, Chad just, just couldn't get enough of the action. So, um, Chad, you said you placed a bet during the break? Oh, yeah, man. Uh, I had to real quickly get on it and uh, ride the hot train here, man. I took uh, an in-game bet here for over 13 and a half. 13. So uh, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I need, need the bats to come alive, but uh, I had to do it real quick. So Hey, it's 8-2 to two right now, bottom five. So a little bit of time yeah, left. Yeah, but it was no, plenty of time. Eight, 8 to 2. Right after the third, so it's been a couple of innings with dullness. So, so we're due for due for a couple of hits. Yeah, we're we due for the off. Yanks to go off. Judge and Stanton need to just like park a couple. That's, That's the thing; need. they haven't done anything. It was uh, the catcher Gary Sanchez who went three on bomb earlier. From so they're due. They are extremely. Although dead. right before you got here, the judge hit a ball came off the bat at 108 miles an hour, and almost took the pitcher's head off, and he caught. He it. caught it. I saw it. Oh, they replayed it. Things I hate about baseball. You know, if, if the pitcher cared about making baseball fun, he would have let that smack him right in the face. <laughs> and true. he might have died. He didn't stay in the game much long after that, so it wouldn't, wouldn't affect the game that much. They actually took him out right after that play. I know. Um, all right, let's talk some football ballad. Let's do it, guys. Week three in the books and a couple of exciting storylines. First off, the Browns get a win. Uh, I don't remember the last time the Tiger won, but I'm pretty sure it's been that long since the Browns found a win. The Browns win on Thursday night after Baker Mayfield comes in after Tyrod uh, Taylor gets hurt. Quote unquote, air quotes. I know you guys saw the game. What did you guys think about the Browns finding a victory on a Thursday night? So it was a great game. First of all, uh, Baker looked really good. But the first, uh, the one thing I will say, the Browns have actually won sixteen games since Tiger's last win. Um, Thirteen. Yeah, sixteen. Uh, but it was a, it was an interesting game. It had me. Glued to the TV. I was waiting for all the uh, videos of those Bud Light uh, lockers to open up. And sadly, I didn't get any videos of that. But it was entertaining. Baker looked pretty damn good. And uh, I think he won himself a starting job, which is about on par for what we talked about at the beginning of the year. You know, Tyrod will start, but Baker's going to win that job. And it just took a, uh, a, quote, injury from Tyrod Taylor and... Baker got his chance, and he did not. Uh, he did not disappoint. Chad. Yeah, the best part of the, about the Browns right now is their defense. Man, their defense is playing so well. Um, helped Ben Roethlisberger to a tie, which 
is phenomenal in itself. They held Drew Brees to under average performance at home for Drew Brees. And then they came in here and they gave Sam Darnold what they should have done is pretty much shut him down in the second half. Yeah. And rookie quarterback coming in, they made a statement. Uh, the defense is, is really good for the Browns. Miles Garrett is a stud. Yeah. All around. Peppers played a good game. Yeah. I mean, the converted converted safety or corner or whatever he is in that yeah, defense. Yeah, really plays pretty much plays everywhere. Plays everywhere. He's a, he's a, he's a ball hawk. Um, uh, Baker gave a spark. I mean, you can just feel it in the crowd. Um, I can feel it at home. Yeah. I can really tell that these guys will play around Baker. He's a winner. I don't give a shit what anyone says about him. Dude wins fucking football yeah. games. Jarvis Landry was so, dropping passes and just looked sluggish. And then Baker came in and he's like, dude, just throw me the ball. I'm going to catch it for you. I well, got you. He hit Jarvis Landry right in the fucking chest. And Jarvis yeah. Landry dropped the ball. And then so, what did he do after that? He caught a touchdown. I mean, tomato, tomato. Yeah. But still, there were whatever his well, completion. Whatever his completion percentage was, you could have added four extra passes on there that hit dudes in hands. And that's not his fault. The way the ball comes out and not getting enough reps with the ones is what attributed to those drops. I'll, I'll, I'll give that to them. So let's see if they clean it up. I think they win next game. I mean, I'll go out on a limit and say it. I think they that looked, they win next game. They looked really balanced, and Carlos Hyde looked good on the ground. Um, and to do it in Cleveland to have that win, I mean – I'm surprised we didn't hear stories of Cleveland just being absolutely burned to the ground. They threw a parade for an 0-16 football team. Dude, if there are plenty of videos out there of them opening the coolers, oh, and they're they're fantastic. I need to find that. Some of them, some of them fly out. You see people going up there for multiple beers, just oh, yeah. like taking like three or four of them at a time. There's no rules. Three. It's fantastic. There aren't any rules to it. It's Bud Light free advertising free. for them. Fuck it. Yeah. I got. I gotta say, as a UT fan. Uh-oh. I'm a little confused on how to feel about Baker Mayfield because he's obviously an electric quarterback, a really fun player to watch, an all-around baller, and, and just a, the type of player that you want to root for. But as a UT guy, I really, really hate you know thinking about the Sooners doing good in the NFL. I'm there with you. I'm right there with you, and I don't like the guys, you know— off the field stuff that happened, but Let that's in the past. on the field. He's cocky Have you ever drafted Adrian Peterson in a fantasy football league? Of course, I've regretted it every single time. <laughs> every year he gets. I'm it. just saying. I, I you're, actually you're technically of, rooting for him. It's been I've long never enough. drafted him, and for good reason. It's been long enough now, though, that I forget sometimes that Adrian Peterson played and dominated at OU. Uh, this so, one feels too new. So yeah, give it give it a couple years, and you'll forget that Baker well, was. Well, what I was getting to is that I've decided that I'm gonna uh, envision Baker Mayfield. As Texas Tech, Tech. walk on, yeah, Tech uh, walk on. Baker Mayfield, yeah, that's true. That's that's actually how I think of him now. So um, I just kind of forget about the years he was at OU. Wait, what, where was he at? I don't even remember. He started at Tech. I know that. I know sure. he started at Tech for sure. He walked on. Great story. Uh, moving on. Um, he, question- has an, he has an Austin boy too. That too. We'll take that. Uh, question, guys: Are we allowed to hit quarterbacks anymore? <laughs> no, you can't even. Clearly breathe not. On you can't breathe on him wrong. I uh, tell you, who's definitely not allowed to. It's Clay, Clay Matthews. Matthews. Oh, Clay yeah. Matthews He's not allowed to look ruined. at quarterbacks anymore. No, no. There was a great. There's a great skit if you can find it. <laughs> I, I've seen on it on Instagram. Um, but uh, no, we got we had one in the Cowboys game. A crucial sack from Tyron Crawford. Um, you know, clean hit. Helmet went to the side to the shoulder pad, and he took him to the ground. And he got a flag. And then somebody explained to me, yeah, you can't put your body on the player. And that's what they're yeah, trying to Yeah, your full body weight. And well, it's it's uh, it's pretty much the Aaron Rodgers rule. 
It's a goofy, yeah, because he breaks his collarbone every time every someone time. lands on him. Same with Romo. So last night in the Monday night game, there were four, and it's the most since like 95 or something like that, like some atrocious number. Well, and I'll tell you what the issue with this rule is, um, and we, we finally saw it happen, a defensive player trying to do the right thing, you know, trying to sack the quarterback, but also play by this new garbage-ass rule. Um, William Hayes for the Miami Dolphins – uh, went to go tackle Derek Carr, and it was almost in the end zone, like a, like right on the one-yard line um, for a safety almost. And you could see Hayes kind of make a a little short half-step with his right leg to try and push himself off the top of Derek Carr before hitting the ground. Um, and it has come out that uh, just at, right after the game that William Hayes, in an attempt to not land on Derek Carr, tore his ACL and is now out for the season because of this stupid-ass rule. Uh, but Derek Carr's okay, so the NFL is good. They got their money, man. They got their quarterback. He's safe and sound. Um, while one of uh, Miami's best end rushers and uh, run blockers is out for the season. You got to ask yourself: Is the NFL and specifically Roger Goodell biased to quarterbacks? Hundred percent. Quarterbacks put put fans in the stands, man. Yeah. If it's not for the quarterback, I mean, no one's going to come to the games. Let's be honest. By the way, I think that this rule. And how they're enforcing it is a huge PR play by the NFL. They want to come out and show that they're trying to make the game safer for the kids of the future and the moms at home that are letting their kids play football and watch and watch the NFL. They're swinging real hard to one side just so a fan base like ourselves can get very upset so that when they swing back somewhere in the middle, they can say, hey, you know what? At least we tried and you guys didn't like it. So yeah. uh, kudos to the NFL. But I, I see right through you. You're not that sneaky. Yeah, NFL is fucking stupid. And let me tell you why. They had a rule about lowering your helmet to make a hit. Have you seen any of those calls? They were huge in the preseason. Have yeah. you seen any of them in the regular season? Not no. Yet, but now we got this fucking roughing the passer penalty all over the place. So that I didn't see it's once so the inconsistent. It is ridiculous. I have no idea what the refs are thinking. No. I have no idea what's a foul and what's not anymore when it comes to that. Um. They're trying to eliminate concussions, and it went from concussions to, oh, let's protect the quarterbacks. Yeah, let's make sure our quarterback stays in and doesn't get hurt because now people aren't watching the Packers because Aaron Rodgers is out for the year with another broken collarbone. I'll tell you what. So I think they should I think they should get rid of all pads. Take the helmets off. Oh, yeah, the leather. Pads off, sure. And just, and just let them duke the, it out. The Straight leather rugby. hats? There'll be, a, there'll be one year where everybody gets hurt, and it'll be really sad, and all the fancy teams will do poorly. But then, like, two or three years from now, everyone will learn how to tackle the right way. And the, the sport will be more fun to watch. People will still get hurt, which, you know, that's Why? fine. Look but, at rugby. Uh, think how much money the NFL will save on pads. Well, you know I, they're hurting. So, yeah, that's That, that nonprofit is, is really struggling. What, um, what's so weird is that you hear about the concussion thing here in the, here in the States, but this can't be going on with rugby over in Europe, right? Or all of the other other nations. Yeah. I mean, rugby guys take on even more of a blunt force than oh, yeah. than what football players do. shoulder to the face. Well, the problem is uh, no one's watching rugby to complain about it. So They are over there, dude. It's, yeah, it's, it's extremely, extremely popular. I, I, met, some Aust- I met some Australians. They're real, real excited about the rugbies. Um, they you said Americans. Australian football. Australian football, all the things. Uh, but I will say uh, that rule and the uproar from the NFL players uh, – it went from zero to a hundred real quick. That's for damn sure. Yeah, that's right. Uh, moving on. 
uh, speaking of real quick, uh, Bell, rumored to be on the trading blocks shit, for the Steelers. Guys, any predictions on where Bell might end up? Uh, yeah, at home. <laughs> uh, I heard um, a rumor. The Patriots have offered a sixth-round draft pick. Wow. No, I'm just kidding. That was a fake. It was a fake rumor. Uh, God, but I hate you so much. But you know the Patriots. What is would, your problem? You know the Patriots would offer some shit like that and get him for absolutely nothing. The Browns would be like, cool, oh, thank you. It's like Josh Gordon for a fifth round draft pick. Yeah, uh, kind of like that. Man, I don't think they trade him. I think that he'll come back. I think that the Steelers. The problem with the Steelers is that they have offensive linemen who are paid a shit ton of money. That one of them is going to have to go at some point. They're in it to win it now because in a few years, they're going to have to break it all down and redo it anyways. I don't know how they can afford to pay him the money. So I think they have to get rid of him. Who he goes to at this point, because they try to get him on a, on a franchise tag, he's got all the leverage because he can't sign a new deal until after this game or this year is over with anyways. So whoever gets him will only get him for the year. And he doesn't want a franchise tag, so they can't even sign him to a new deal. And he wants a new deal, so I don't, I don't know who is going to give up anything for him. I don't know what you, I mean, what could you get for him? You can't get a first round pick because he could easily decide at the end of the season, fuck it, I don't want to be here. I'm going to go somewhere else. You just wasted a first round pick. I don't see how he gets traded to anyone. Steelers really fucked this up. Well, I was going to say, Ballad's Bell Barometer was feeling good until you just said all that shit, which makes me feel now that we might not see him on the field for a very long time. Yeah. You're in for the long haul, buddy. So so the way, the way the franchise tag works is that they have up until a certain date, and it was like the 15th of something. I, it, August, I don't know the exact date, but they have up 13. until a date to sign him to a contract or he's playing on the franchise tag. And they can't sign him to a new deal during that period Hmm. so whether he goes to a new team or whether he stays with Steelers he can't sign a new deal until after the season's over see I thought while they were on a franchise tag they could be working on a long-term deal no no well uh, moving on to uh, the place that Dale thinks uh, Bell's gonna end up uh, the Patriots two losses in a row what is wrong with the Patriots they don't have Julian Edelman that's like, a big loss. They, uh, yeah, they're, they're weak on the outside. They look so slow. It doesn't Amendola look slow. Doesn't Amendola play for Miami now? Yeah, Amendola's gone. They have okay. Here, let me put it to you like this: the Patriots, their kicker, has more of a cap hit than any receiver or running back on the roster. Yeah, because they have nobody. They have the same guys they had last year. They got a rookie and Sonny Michelle. Chris Hogan. Sonny Michelle is actually going to turn into a decent. Player. I think he is too. I'm just waiting. But on it. but but. The, there's there's no one else on that roster. I mean, Tom Brady's playing with like the B team, playing against all all people on an A team. Yeah, this is pretty bad. They they are rushing to get Josh Gordon on the field because, I mean, just one more weapon opens up a lot of options for the Patriots. Um, but I think last week what it really came down to was um, former D coordinator Matt Patricia, who's now the head coach with the Lions. He knew what to look for in the Patriots. He knew that that scheme that Bill Belichick was coming at. He's worked for under him for how many years? I mean, five or six at least. Um, so Patricia knew what to, what to look for, and uh, I I'd venture to say he just outcoached the Patriots a little bit. Mm-hmm. He outcoached Bill. I, I think I 
They just don't have any speed. They just they're, look like they trash. are yeah, syrup fl- like floating around on the field. Gronk is our you best know, we, athlete. We joke that the Patriots have all the white receivers, but it really felt like <laughs> they had all white players everywhere. Like no one no there was zero fast, zero like we th- talked real quick. Nothing was real quick about the Patriots <laughs> no. on Sunday night. Absolutely not. It's well, they it's got rid of Brandon. Deals. They got rid of Brandon Cooks. They're they're not gonna. The problem with the Patriots is they don't pay anyone any fucking money. So how do they keep good guys around? They so, don't. They just think that it's next man up, next man up. Well, eventually you're not gonna have a fucking next man up. So what are you supposed to do? Uh, it's it's ridiculous, man. If I was Tom Brady, I would go to ownership and say, look. I've taken pay cut after pay cut after pay cut for you guys to bring people in here. And how is it that my wide receivers and running back make less money as a cap hit than my kicker? The like, kicker, Brady, and Gronk are the three guys that get paid on that team. Brady doesn't even make the most money on the team. Oh, I know. So I would be like, look, either you pay me a shit ton of money because I carry this team or get other people fucking around me. I like it. Uh, moving on to week three injuries. We already talked about William Hayes out of Miami tearing an ACL. But Ooh, the, the big one, one. A lot of ACLs this week. The yep. big one of the weekend. Jimmy G. Jimmy G himself. Jimmy Garoppolo goes down with a left knee injury. Uh, fear he may as well t- also torn an ACL. It has been, Could it be. has been confirmed. Probably out for the season. We're going to see a, a CJ oh, Beathard, out for the season. Uh, playing for the 49ers. Dude, you know what's going to happen? 49ers are going to bring back Kaepernick, man. I've already heard some talk about that. People are up in arms. Dude, they want be him so to awesome. It ain't happening. There's no way it'll happen. There's no way it would happen. It'd be awesome. Dude, Jimmy G going down is a very man. liberal city. They think sure. they'd be okay with it. Yep. I think they'd be fine. Yep, you would think. So, uh, Tom Brady's torn an ACL. Come back fine. So... I think Jimmy G will be okay. I think he'll be okay. Yeah, Sucks for a, the 49ers yeah. right now. If I was the 49ers, honestly, I would throw the season. I would throw the rest of the fucking season, get a top five draft pick, and just like go from there. Yep, do it again. Fuck it. Might have to. Might do as well. Rebuild. Just tell Kyle Shanahan, hey, look, this is your team. We're going to get you something else. What What? What do you need? John Lynch. Because we're going to get it in the draft. Just John what Lynch do you is a need? smart guy. John Lynch knows what to do. I think they're going to be just fine. Fuck trying to win now. Let's just tank the rest of the season. You still got a job, but you, act you, like you, you care. Know, act like, you're act like you give a shit. But let's just get you a top five draft pick and let's 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 do this thing. Uh, a couple of cornerbacks in L.A. got hurt. Marcus Peters and Akib Talib, both cornerbacks, uh, uncertain for their game Thursday against the Vikings. Yeah, that's huge. That's the the key to the Chargers or Rams. Sorry, Rams. Rams. Uh, yeah, L.A. This whole L.A. thing is throwing me off. Um, yeah, the Rams have a really, really good defense. You know, they have Aaron Donald up front, but those guys on the back end—that's that's where they keep people off the board. Um, they're scary good in the secondary, and that's if both of those guys are out, that could be a lot of trouble for them come this week because I believe Dalvin Cook will be back <clears throat> for Minnesota, um, so they're going to have their hands full with uh, with what Minnesota brings. I, I really think that could be huge. A.J. Green for uh, Cincinnati left the game in the third quarter with a groin injury, did not return, but says he's going to play. Do you believe him? Yeah, I believe he'll play. He's not going to be 100%. Groin injuries are the worst injuries you could possibly get in football besides an ACL. I mean, they just linger and linger and linger. The problem with the groin injury is that the only way to overcome it is take time off. Mm -hmm. Mm. So if you don't take time off, you're just going to keep re-aggravating it. It's never going to get better. So groin injury... 
Hamstrings. Hamstring, yeah. Hamstring and groins are tough to get over. Not good. Richard Sherman sustained a calf and heel injury that cost him the majority of the game. Uh, slated for more tests, left the locker room in a walking boot. What do you think about Richard Sherman getting injured? Mm, I hope it's not on that uh, leg that he tore his Achilles, because that could be something to look into if it is the same leg. You say calf to ankle, that's, that's that muscle that he tore, so yeah. that ligament. Again. But, tendon. Again. Set him for the rest of the year. Yeah. Tank the season. Say, I'm just saying. You might as well. How mad do you think Richard Sherman is that he's injured the same week that Jimmy G gets injured? Like, Because if Jimmy G doesn't get injured, Richard Sherman is the focus in the 49ers locker room as far as all the attention of the medical staff. Do you think he's like sitting there in the medical room watching Jimmy G like have like five more doctors than him being like, hey, you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good over here too, you know? Hey, can, I get you some, know? can I get some help, please? Can I get an ice pack over here? Dude, he's sitting on his phone trading stocks, man. Like, <laughs> and you tweeting, don't give a and shit. tweeting about how much bullshit the NFL's new rule is. And there are a lot of other injuries that I'm not going to get into. But the last one, Tyrod Taylor gets injured, so, uh, so suffers a concussion during the Thursday night oh, game. Sure he did. Ooh, uh, we're trying to limit those. He's expected to clear concussion protocol in the short term. Uh, there's some talk that 49ers looking for a new starting quarterback. Do they? Do you think they maybe go out and get a a Tyrod Taylor? Yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, maybe go look at Tyrod. Who's and look looking at, for a new uh, one? I would look at Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, that's who I really like for out, uh, out of New Orleans. Look at. But uh, that was Cowboys week... need to find somebody. Yeah, they do. Uh, that was week three injuries. Let's get into the NFL sunny side upset of the week. The Bills, a 17-point underdog, win their game against the Minnesota Vikings. By 21. Biggest underdog, biggest biggest underdog to overcome in, like, years, right? Since, like, 20, 2010, 20, 2000, something like that. Yeah. Something I like mean, that. it was the biggest odds. Yeah, dude, Boy, I don't know yeah. what the fuck happened. Honestly, I blame this on Dalvin Cook. Fuck you, Dalvin Cook, for getting a hamstring injury um, right before the game starts. Um, dude, Minnesota looked terrible. Mm. I don't know what happened. Yeah, this, was, this was in Minnesota, too. Yeah, it, it, they, 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 they looked awful. The Bills, I, I didn't they think looked, the Bills would score They looked extremely beatable. I did not think the Bills would score a point on that Minnesota defense. Um, even with the offense struggling. Who started? Uh, Josh Rosen? Uh, Josh Allen. Allen. Josh Allen, sorry. Yeah. Josh Allen. Um, he, had a, he had a amazing hurdle in the middle of a field, which I'm sure whoever the Bills GM uh, is Don't was do that clapping again. for like 10 milliseconds and then screaming, never fucking do that again, you idiots. Yeah, I guarantee you. He, he hurdled the dude and got laid the fuck out. Uh, and then later on, dove for a, his He's first young. rushing touchdown. So. He's young. It was uh, not good. Not a good look. All right. Good for the Bills, though. Good on you, Bills. Yeah. Good Bills. Good for Bills you. Bills Mafia. Good for you. Dude, we should skip Devil's Advocate and get into first impressions. Yep. Let's do it. No. First impressions, NFL style. I uh, just want to mention that I am never betting NFL ever. Coach and I, Ooh. last week, Coach. Oh, for five. We bet. We picked six games. Uh, I bet. I were, was right on two of them. And one between the two of us. He only got one game right. Oh my gosh. That's Out of bad. six? 
out of six. Well, there was a lot of crazy wow. games this week, man. A lot of teams that were uh, just upset and beat. I'll say college was a different story. We'll get into that later. But first, let's start on Thursday night. Love it. Vikings are traveling to L.A. to take on what some are saying is the best team in football right now, the L.A. Rams. The Rams right now are a six-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Dale, what's your first impression? They look pretty damn good, man. Uh, I haven't seen anything to prove me wrong. But, uh, you know, Dalvin Cook, if he is able to go, it's a different Vikings offense. Um, You know, Thielen's having a hell of a year. Uh, You just got to get Stephon Diggs involved. And having a running back that can come out the backfield but also run it. Look at Todd Gurley. Makes that offense a hell of a lot more versatile. So, um, I think it depends on Cook. But I do think the Rams are that good. But I got the Vikings to cover. Very good. I am going to take the Rams here. I think they are the best team in football right now. They're at home. It's a short week. And after their big victory, I like uh, the Rams by at least a touchdown. Chad? Oh, man, this is a tough one because it depends on the cornerbacks if they play. When you're looking at Tlaib and uh, what, Peters? Marcus Peters. Yeah. Marcus Peters in the back in the back of, of that defense. So um, I could definitely see... Man, the real thing here is Jared Goff is playing lights out. Can we just go ahead and say that? He's playing yeah. phenomenal. Doesn't over the sunrises, he but he can throw football. He doesn't turn it over, man. Oh, yeah. He doesn't over the sunrises. That was the best part of our knocks. Um, Dale, where's, where's the sunrise? Uh, in the east. Okay. Just making sure. Oh, yeah. I'm assuming it sets in the west. That'd be correct. All right. So, uh, I like Jared Goff a lot. I think he's come a long way. Man... The, the the situation in the back scares me. I got the Vikings to cover, but L.A. to win the game. That's the one thing, too. All righty. Chad, the Lions coming to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. For some odd reason, the Cowboys are a 3 point favorite. What's your first impression? Yeah, give them the Cowboys. Cowboys won by at least three. Yeah, I think the Cowboys bounced back after after their loss this weekend. I don't know why, but it's probably the homer in me. I'm, I'm also going to take the Cowboys here. Take the Dale, Lions. take the Lions. You have to. You I'm, have not, to. I'm, not take take, Lions I'm not. I'm not going to take. I'm not going to take the Lions. Take the Lions. Dude, don't do kiss a death this do man. I'm not going to take the Lions. Do it for the pod. No, I'm not doing it. Just know that if you take the Cowboys right here, you're you basically sign them up. For if he takes the Cowboys, I'm switching my my pick. I'm taking the Cowboys. Switch my pick to Lions. Yeah, I'm switching it back too. I'm going Lions <laughs> as well. It's still your fault when they fuck uh, you. That's fine when they lose by ten at home. That's fine. Uh, Dale, right back at you. The Bills are traveling to Green Bay after their big win to take on the Packers. The Packers are almost a ten point favorite, nine and a half. First impression. Thinking big bounce back week for uh, Cheeseheads. Got this by at least two touchdowns. Give me the pack. Are you kidding me? Over no. the Bills? Yeah. Trash. The Ravens beat them forty-seven to three. I mean. Come on now, it's the Ravens. Yeah, they quit on that game, and I'm I'm take the Bills here. I think I think ten points, almost ten points, is a lot in an NFL game. That was a fluke last uh, week. The Bills, obviously playing better against a, a Vikings defense that I think is way better than the Packers defense. Yeah, so, um, mind you, the the Aaron Rodgers is way better than uh, you know Kirk, whatever his face is. But Cousins. Um, yeah, I'll take I'll, I'll take the Bills here to cover. Sure, Chad? bud. Sure. Um, I think Clay Matthews gets another roughing the passer penalty, and I'm gonna take the Packers in this one. <laughs> Chad, 
The Ravens are taking on the Steelers in Pittsburgh. The Steelers are a three-point favorite right now. First impression. With or without Le'Veon? <laughs> Can only assume without. For the, for the sake of balanced fantasy team, please let Le'Veon come back. Uh, dude, Pittsburgh's terrible. They're fucking trash. Give me, uh, give me whoever they're playing against. I don't trust them at all. The Ravens. Um, this is a Sunday night game, by the way. And I'm going to take Big Ben at home. Uh, he, he, he seems always find a way. And I have him on my team, so I need him to do well. Unless they play the Browns. Uh, Dale, first impression. Yeah, no fucking way. Uh, give me the Ravens. They're uh, a much better looking team so far this year. And they're uh, a dog. All right, give them to me. Uh, last game, the Monday night game. The Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes are going to travel west to take on the Broncos in Denver. The Broncos are a four and a half point home dog. Dale, what is your first impression? Um, from everything I've seen from the Chiefs, I like that line. Uh, I know you don't like to bet against the home dogs, but I, I'm a big fan of Pat Mahomes and everything I've seen from Kansas City. So, give me the Chiefs. I think they win this by a touchdown. I'm taking the Chiefs here as well, and I'll advise everyone to take the over. Bet Chiefs over until it loses. It's a lock. Chad, fifty-six and a half is a lot of points, though. Just saying, happens. He's put up a lot of. Is that the over under? That that's the one I'm seeing, but I'm not on a betting site. It's just ESPN's over under. There's, there's a lot of points. So mm. I still kind of like. I don't know if Denver can score enough to keep up with them. That's all. I'm, that's all. I I'm think the Chiefs about. might score 56 points. They might. <laughs> they might. Here's the deal. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has to come down to reality at some point. It's going to be this game. They lose to the Broncos in this game. Von Miller is back to his All Star form in his Pro Bowl form, um, leading the league in sacks already. So give me give me Denver in that defense. I like it. Okay. I like it a lot. Now it's first impression. Love it. Love it. Uh, it's time to move into the nightcap sponsored by the beautiful, the delicious Strangeland Brewery. Shh. Beer for any, every, any, and... And all? And yeah. any? And every? You think by 100 episodes, we'd have all this. We'd have this any, every, down. and all. Any, every, and all occasions. Uh, thank you to Strangeland. Uh, but we were going to do some Champions League update here and talk some football. 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 But uh, Coach is not here, so we're going to skip on that. And we're going to bring back one of our favorite segments. Being that it is episode 100, we got to bring some old ones back. Yeah, I forgot this one existed, but um, I'm, I'm real so glad, glad that, Chad uh, said something. Chad reminded us. Oh, that's you why, are welcome. That's why he's the expert, you know? <laughs> that's right. Oh, is that yeah, it? Go ahead and drink, drink, for that. drink for that one? I thought it was good well, as long as we were talking about Chad. No, no I'm getting a new name, remember? No, that's right. That's we're still right. working on a new name. It's pending. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Can we just take a moment and realize that Ballad's drinking a beer? I know, dude. It's, it's weird. It's throwing me off. It tastes so good. Are you oh. just, are you, are you off the diet or what? I give myself a, a, a beer a week right oh, here. Oh, nice. Right here I like it. I do too. No homo. <laughs> True. Um, All right, so this, the old- whiskey waters go down clean though. Oh, by the way, actually, I'll, I'll do that in next show business. The uh, the old segment we are bringing back is uh, one of our favorites. It's uh, the fantasy version of who we liked and who we didn't. We call it Roster Rage and Roster Bait. Oh, yeah. So. Um, I need some, like, some bounce. Wow, wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So uh, if you have Le'Veon Bell, can you just rage against them for not showing up? He's or? automatic rage. That's automatic rage. <laughs> so you got to pick somebody else. Um, Do you want to go first, though? No, no, no. I was going to let you go first. I'll go first. Yeah. Ballad. Uh, first, uh, I want to I want to roster bait to my boy out, out of L.A., Mr. 
Robert Woods. Oh, 10 receptions, 104 yards, two touchdowns in my league. That adds up to 28.7 points. Beautiful. Helps me get a victory over friend of the podcast, Joe Andrews. We've got first drinks on it, and that was a lot of fun. Um, Thank you, Mr. Robert Woods. Appreciate your help. Uh, My roster rage, though. I'll say this. My roster rage makes me way more upset than my roster bait makes me happy. Because (laughs) I went into the Monday night game needing... I needed like three points was the total I needed to win. Uh Uh-oh. And I have one player. A tight end for the city of of Pittsburgh. (laughs) The team of the Steelers. Mr. Jesse James. Jesse James. (laughs) Who, the week before, had a fantastic game. I, I, I think he had, you know, double-digit points. The week before that, he had like eight or so. You know, a fine showing by any respectable tight end. You say 30 yards. <laughs> I needed I needed 20 yards in, a re- in one reception would have would have been fine. Oh, PPR, huh? Two catches for 10, you know? Jesse James comes up with one reception for seven fucking yards. <laughs> hey, a what grand is- total of 1.7 <laughs> points. We lose our office league uh, game by... What whatever the math is there two point three or I'm too mad to do the math. <laughs> what uh, what did their backup tight end do? Did Vance he, McDonald. Did he do well. A player who has yet yet to see the field from all I can tell <laughs> had twenty plus points in one of the nastiest stiff arms. The stiff arm heard the around the world. World of NFL football has ever seen before. Uh, Jesse James, I'm roster raging on you. You're dead to me, and you've been cut from the team. See you later. Good. Good call. Chad, you're up next. Ooh, well, uh, let me roster rage a little bit here on my boy Alvin Kamara. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. Wait till you hear these stats, okay? Um, 16 rushes, 66 yards. Not great. Not terrible. It's manageable. 15 receptions for 124 yards. Uh, PPR League dominated 34 points huge huge so huge. those are roster bait roster bait oh yeah absolutely led me to my loss oh. you know but what are you gonna do uh roster in a rage, losing effort yeah in a losing effort but just fucking carried the team what are you gonna do Love uh it. whenever you have to put tom fucking brady on your back for scoring eight fucking points only passing for 133 yards mm. one passing touchdown interception i mean worthless like um i'm about to cut him I mean, he's been he's been terrible for okay. me all year, uh. So yeah, absolute trash, absolute trash. All right, I'm gonna roster rage before I bring in the happy stuff. Uh, my starting tight end, who uh, we paused the draft for so I could get this guy because my computer was screwing up. Uh, <laughs> I got Evan Ingram and he made one catch and then he got hurt. And luckily, it's just a. Sp- oh, he was on an injury report that I I skipped. Yeah, over, yeah, sprained MCL. I wouldn't have skipped. I'm over glad you you would have. I'm glad that. you skipped over <laughs> because he had one catch for eight yards, nineteen yards. So he got me two points, and then got hurt, and so I had nothing in the tight end spot. Luckily, it didn't matter because the rest of my boys went off. Um, and I'm gonna go with somebody who doesn't help me out every single week, and that's Carlos Hyde. Two touchdowns. I started him this week. I actually freaked out when I saw that he was playing on Thursday night and I had him in and the game had already started. And I was like, nah, it's fine. 
They're playing the Jets. Everything's going to be all right. Finish off two yards short of our bonus, 98 yards rushing, uh, two rushing touchdowns. Uh, my boy Carlos Hyde finally came through. I knew he was going to be a good runner in Cleveland. I knew he was going to earn that starting spot. So I'm roster baiting to you, Mr. Hyde. Nice. That felt good. It really did. I really, felt I really real good. Miss that. Felt like so old glad we're back to it. I missed the roster baiting. I haven't done it in so. Well, long. the roster rage is fun too because you just get to yell at somebody for like two minutes or however long you want to talk. As long as I can roster bait, I'll tell you that. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's it for us, guys. Uh, unless y'all got anything else fantasy wise, any nope. other big names? No, no, no. Guys, no. we didn't touch on episode one hundred. One hundred. Can't believe it. Happened real quick. Yeah, real quick. Uh, but uh, Bala, thanks for pressing buttons over there. It's a pleasure to host the podcast. Chad, thanks for showing up. Always a pleasure. Coach, we miss you, man. We'll see you next time. We're the Sports Buzz, and we are out!